Right, and we are live. Hello and welcome to Forever Rugby on Forever Sports. It is a Thursday night and it is the return to the regular uh, fan forum slots because we were last uh, we were last live last week Wednesday for the fan forum. And as you can see, we've got a full panel tonight. Uh, we have got uh, a pretty international panel as well. Uh, we've got the return of the stash. Wes is, is joining us from uh, Botswana. We've got Chris Looking who's nice. back on the show. The betting segment is coming back tonight all the way from the UK now. And then we've got Rian and myself all the way from sunny South Africa as we freeze our Oscars off here in what has been a pretty ridiculous week in Johannesburg. Um, yeah. so no, how are we? Good, 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 good. Nice. Glad good to be back. back. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since, 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 since you've had this. I mean, to be fair, it's been a while since we've done the fan phone, so it's been a while since any of you guys have, have been on. So it's good to be back. It is good to be back. And... Uh, yeah, hopefully it'll all work out. Basically, but now we're going to go keep going from now straight through the World Cup. So it's going to be a busy time for the fan form and uh, so much to talk about. Um, I don't know what we're going to be able to. Do. I don't know how we're going to be able to do this during the World Cup when we've got like eight to nine games in between shows. But uh, we'll endeavour to to do our very More best. Shows. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So it's not doing like a daily show. It's going to be that much rugby. It's about 48, 48 games in like seven weeks. It's going to be rugby mad, but it should be a lot of fun. Bless. And um, so. Yeah, right, chaps. Uh, let's let's get into it, shall we? We had a pretty interesting week last week, and Chris, we'll go to you first. Uh, what did you yeah. make of the the Springbok performance? The the lack of 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 all of your performance. How good was the box? How bad were Australia? Um, yeah, I think. Well, let's be honest. I think most of us were pretty surprised with that result for sure. Um, um, it was a good, it was a good betting day as well. So I was having my first bribe back with my mates. So it was a really, really good day all around for me. Um, but yeah, no, to, I mean, yeah, the box were impressive for sure, and and Australia were as woefully bad and surprisingly so. so. I mean, I mean, I thought before the game that the books could get on a roll at Loftus. They often can. Um, but yeah, I mean, Australia obviously scored that first try, and I think we all were going, oh no, problem. Yeah, well, yeah, we go. Yeah, as our bogey side, but uh, we, we pulled together like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're going to, but I mean, this is a bit of a different side. And I mean, the box that 10, he was against England and he came on against Italy in our last three games. I think, you know, the way we play, it's so interesting, you know, because it's going to be very contradictory to Saturday. I know we'll probably get into Saturday, but we don't, we're not, you know, we don't play like that week in, week out, but what is nice to see there seems to be progression in the books definitely attack and play you know you always we always seem we're going to defend well but um it's just really good to see that you know, even the commentators and john Villiers are calling out how we are changing things up in certain uh, parts of the game and areas of the field so it's been it was amazing really great poor australia we should be excited we should be happy it's great but hey you know we've got new zealand this week there's still lots to come we take a lot from that game um, I, yeah, the, the Saturday is going to be awesome. But yeah, it was really, really good to see the box play like that. It's such a shame, guys like Moody and Orange don't have those starting bursts just yet. But they, their time is definitely coming. But it's it's good times for South Africa, sure. And uh, someone who managed to witness it firsthand was Rian, who was on the on the Brandes and Coke and uh, in the stand <laughs> of Loftus. Uh, I mean, Loftus must have been absolutely heaving. Oh, it was bumping, guys. Um, if you had to choose between going to Ultra Fest or a rugby game at Loftus, it you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You know, um, it's basically a 
EDM concert and rugby happens on the side, you know. That's inside the stadium and then outside is Art Club in Porch. You know, it's Stally Keys everywhere, Mampur going, um, people in Parkers and Fallies. It is a massive jewel. I don't know. Uh, apparently, they changed their braai and, and um, their beer tent areas from like an old smaller field to the beef field now. And we walked in, it looked like 50,000 people were all brying together. It was insane. It was great to watch. And then uh, we went into the stadium. And uh, as Chris said, Australia just, they pitched up for that first five minutes and then the box just started their game plan going and they couldn't live with them. It was beautiful to watch. Pure physicality, just taking the lights out, running hard and um, Australia just couldn't take it. It was so good. So good. Yeah, I'm very jealous. I was there on Friday for the captain's run, and I and, and I parked by the by the B field, and I, and I was there about an hour early, so I just walked up around the B field. I was just like this. I mean, this mental, just what they had. Yeah. I mean, there. I mean, there was stay. I mean, there was. I don't know if there were two stages, but I mean, there was one big stage that put up. Looked like they were putting up another stage. The amount of tables and and bars that they were putting erecting. I mean, it would look. It looked, yeah. It looked like a fan park. Um. So it was very very cool. Um. We won't. We probably won't have something like that at 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 uh, at uh, Ellison two weeks time. There's just isn't really the space that that they have, but um. Yeah, that opportunity game should be interesting because it's the last game before we, we do Jet Talk. So it's the last opportunity for people to watch us on home soil. So hopefully we will see some people there. Um, but Wes, let's talk a little bit more about sort of performance and specifics. And, and let's start with sort of Australia. Um, a new a new era for Eddie Jones. Look, I, I don't think we can read too much into that into that game. It was his first game. But um, I think we were all quite surprised. I don't think any of us expected them to be, you know, at their base immediately. But... I think it's safe to say we didn't expect them to be that bad. No, no, I think absolutely right. Um, I appreciate you saying, you know, tough, tough ask for Eddie um, or any coach really coming in against the box at home at Loftus as their, their first sort of trial. Um, but as you said, Steve, absolutely didn't expect them to be to be quite that bad. Um, to be honest, they they reminded me a little bit of of almost South African rugby in a way where they've been told to do something. And they're just going to do that to the death, even if it's not working. Um, so for me, what was really encouraging about South African play I saw on Saturday was we were creative. We tried different things. We had multifaceted. But the Aussies just, you know, were told, it seemed like they were told to do one thing. And they did that thing. And it worked once. And then it stopped <laughs> working because we clicked onto it. Yeah. And they just did that same thing over and over again. And they just couldn't find the same way through. So... Yeah, that for me was was um, I was glad to see that we've moved past that. But yeah, it was was tough for the Australians in, in Pretoria. And I mean, South Africa being a very sort of uh, defense orientated side, we're a side that we don't mind not having the ball. We don't mind having to defend a lot of the time. Um, there were worries in the last sort of two years that we kind of hadn't. We, we kind of lost our touch when it came to the defense that we had that we saw in 2019. Um, you know what? 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 I mean, did, you just said man, us being able to manage and um, to adapt towards Australia. You know, were you, were you quite happy with what you saw from the South African defence? And do you think we're sort of getting ourselves back to the standards that we saw four years ago? Oh, uh, so four years there? Yeah, so I think I think <laughs> we just dropped off a bit, yeah. This is the problem with Botswana. Hey, I mean, you we talk about infrastructure. <laughs> Life in the bushes is tough. So we'll, we'll get ways back on as soon as he as soon as he unfreezes. But I'll, I'll divert that question back to you, Chris. Uh, are you happy with the, with the box defense? And uh, yeah, do you think that we're back to, to getting close to back to our base? 
Um, yeah, yes. I, I don't think we're quite at yeah, like as we were last World Cup time, but I think we, when it comes World Cup time and it's time to win in a in the important game, it will be there. Um, so I'm not overly concerned, but yeah, we are a little bit more shaky. But we made more changes. We've got more attack-minded players. You know, it's 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 a bit of a different team. You know, um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not overly concerned about defenses yet. It will be interesting to see again Saturday. But again, it's it's the it's the def- more defensive team. So I'm expecting them to to try uh, hold out what is certainly going to be all black blitz on Saturday. Right. I think I think Wes is back. So 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 Wes was there. Is- <laughs> We spoke about the South defense adapting to Australia, and let's see if we if we can hear you. Uh, what did you what did you make of the defense, uh, and do you think we're making strides in the right direction towards us? No, I don't think he's hearing oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> that was What's brutal. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll we'll see if we can get if we can get. I don't think you can hear us at the moment. Um, so maybe you have to go back mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. Yeah, so once once we once yeah. returns, we'll move. But um, okay, cool. So let's 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 move away from the the box uh, and the Australia game. Uh, I mean, this is it. I think it's we can read a certain amount into the game. I think there's a certain amount that we can't read with regards to uh, probably a bit of both the situation of the box playing well, Australia playing badly. Um, but there was also obviously another game over in uh, Mendoza, and it was an interesting game because that first twenty minutes, Argentina basically didn't arrive. In fact, they might as well not have run into the park. Um, they had one good yeah. moment where Ben McKenzie was charged down, and they almost scored within a minute. And after that, it was it was it was almost it, it, it kind of reminded me of sort of the vintage All Blacks, where literally like one missed tackle and bang, they were over. One sort of mistake, bang, they were over. And all of a sudden, the All Blacks yeah. had scored three tries in I think it was about fifteen. I think it was about 12, 12 or thirteen minutes that Jordy Barrett actually went yeah. over for for that third try. Uh, Rion, I mean, obviously Argentina aside that that they do take a while to get going. Um, and again, a bit like the Australian, I don't think you can read too much into that, but how impressive were New Zealand in that, in that sort of opening 20 minutes in terms of as soon as the opportunity they were taking, you converting? Yeah, I think a big issue is of, of New Zealand is obviously extremely good. You could tell they were using the, the, um, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Smith's long pass on, uh, on Saturday. He was sending it out into the second channel past the 10. And then the a forward could catch it, run it up, and he'd do a pop pass to get a, a, a runner next to him onto an inside shoulder. They were doing it so quick because they're so used to playing together that the Argentines were just not there. And I've said it before, Argentina needs to they need to try and schedule a game the weekend before the rugby championship starts. Because I've looked at the stats from 2012 when they joined until now, they've only won an opening game ever. But their average score on their opening match is something like 43-12 or something like that, that they lose it. They are just not there in that first game. And New Zealand knew it. They knew if they play fast, uh, Argentina wouldn't be switched on and they get through them easily. And that's what exactly what happened. They, I would say Argentina needs to to look at, if, they're not, if they don't have the Jaguares playing in Super Rugby anymore, they need to find cohesion some other way because just showing up and playing the All Blacks after some of your guys haven't played since Jan is not going to work. Some of those guys on that team haven't played since Jan or Feb, like multiple players there. So yeah. you can't show up to the All Blacks and do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem for them. Isn't it? I think it's, and it's one of the big issues that, are, that they have structurally within them. And it's probably what's one of the, it's one of the reasons that's holding them back. I, I mean, we've seen those those Argentinian performances when they when they beat the All Blacks in Christchurch and, and they've had those days yeah. and you sit there thinking these guys could really be world beaters if they can find that consistency and they can get going uh, from, from yeah. the get-go. Um, 
Chris, you, you should think, take a bit yeah, on... Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yes. I mean, yeah, New Zealand, exactly what Ryan said. I mean, they came out the blocks. So, again, probably unexpected. I expected Argentina to be the one out the blocks and then New Zealand probably wear them down. Um, but you made a good point there, Ryan. I think the Jaguars, Jaguars, what you want to call them, not, not in Super Rugby anymore is a big difference because th- them, they did really well. They made that final. They were getting week in, week out high quality play and now that they're not there anymore you can see that that physicality and high level is dropping off you can i know we, yeah. we have this fantasy we love argentina it's all our second third team but let's be honest they they are they've struggled the last 20, uh, 12 months and i do actually fear for them yeah sure they're going to put in good games but um you can see their levels tapered off since they've left super rugby i think that was crit- i think they need to get back into that super rugby competition as fast as they can even if it's the australian new zealand teams but they need that to be playing at that level um, yeah, so New Zealand, New Zealand. I mean, I actually, I did catch the first half, missed the second, but New Zealand, yeah, New Zealand look good. I mean, you know, New Zealand, they're not a bad team overnight. And it, it does, yeah, you, you want to write them off, fine. But if they put, but I think at the moment, combinations are important. And I think Jordy Barrett at 12, even DMAC at 10, obviously he's not playing, but I think those, at the moment with the players that New Zealand have, combinations are important. So I think, again, we'll see a different kind of New Zealand style, but uh, they, G, G, yeah, uh, D Mac and and Barrett and only tore them, took them out wide to pieces. So, yeah, um, yeah, very, yeah. Second half again. I think we'll go to preview. I mean, yeah, again, New Zealand second half is an issue. I think, and we can discuss mm. that in our preview. But uh, I, I think they said, which which is not this is what's surprising about this New Zealand side. Normally they would put the foot down and go through to a 50-60 win, but why they didn't do that is also, but must be concerning for them. Yeah, so I mean, now that Wes seems to be back, and 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 I think can hear us as well, um, we'll we'll talk a little about that second half because you know it's that that Argentina side were were woeful in the first half, but second half kind of looked a bit like a new team. Um, they actually saw this had a bit of attacking shape. They looked like they had a bit of defensive shape. We saw them a couple of people, um, you know, rushing out. And, they won the second half, I think. They did. Yeah, they did. Um, so, so where's if you can hear us, um, and 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 if we can hear you, that second half performance from Argentina. Do you think that that was quite a nice positive for them in terms of taking a step forward? But also similarly, uh, is there a concern about the the All Blacks that they might not have that ruthlessness that they might have had a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think I think definitely from an Argentinian perspective, you could look at it as a positive way to end the game, and and much better to end the game that way. But but from a from a competitive standpoint as a player, I would have gone, well, why couldn't we do that in the first half? If we can put a performance like that together in the second half, where we can hold our own and we can, you know, play in such a way, um, why was that not possible in the first half, boys? Like that's that's you know, it would be positive if we ended that way, but I'd be frustrated as an Argentinian player saying, well, why then? From a New Zealand side, uh, sort of stand uh, side of things, rather. Yeah, potentially an area of concern for them. You know, they they need to know that it's a forty minute, an eighty minute game, forty minute halves, um, and that they cannot let the gas off at any point because there will be teams, you know, that will come back harder in the second half and take it to the eightieth minutes, and they need to know they can go the full eighty. So, yeah, potentially an area to watch for them. Yeah, so we'll talk a little about that when we start to look at this 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 weekend. But uh, give also people that, that are watching, please do jump in the comments. 
Uh, we've got a couple of comments in uh, in 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 uh, the chat at the moment. Uh, Barge saying goal kicking only can serve the box. We'll talk about that a bit now. Uh, Michelle says it's difficult to say as both teams were not really challenged in the previous game. So when you see the box really so good or the opposition just bad. Again, we'll talk about that a bit now. And uh, Cammy saying that she's got faith in our boys. It's going to be tough to go anyway, but I think um, we are solid. Uh, Michelle then saying I'd love, love to see Mighty Bug at 10 against New Zealand as a real test to see if he can stand up to the real challenge. He was good on set, but I feel it was not challenged. Um, chaps, let's 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 talk about Saturday, shall we? Um, yeah, we had the first round of rugby championship. We and again, you know, I think every almost every half was, was something a bit different. So we've seen so far a good New Zealand performance, a good South Africa performance, a pretty woeful uh, Wallaby performance, a very iffy Argentina performance. Uh, I think it's probably quite cool that Argentina and Australia were both playing or playing each other this weekend, so they'll be able to sort of respond. And then on the back of two sort of forty plus. Um, or scoring 40 plus in, in their wins uh, versus New Zealand. Uh, before we sort of talk about the actual clash, let's talk about the South African team, shall we? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, quite a, quite a few changes expected. So it's the same front row, but apart from that, it's a very different pack. Um, the country, I'm Damon Delaney back in the centers. Damon Phillips here at 10. There's a lot to pick apart here. Let's start with the pack, Wes. Um, is this pack going to bully the All Blacks? Can they bully the All Blacks? <laughs> <laughs> um, <Cool. laughs> yeah, instinct as a South African is to say, of course we can. Absolutely, yeah. I think it is a solid pack. I think, you know, not not just the Oaks starting. I think if you look at the guys on the bench, which we'll get to, mm. but there are some big, strong boys in this side. So, so now I'm I'm excited to see this pack at work, and I'm really I think you know what what I'm keen to see is our lineouts as well. Mm. That was my one area for our game against Oz yeah. where we weren't as clinical as we should have been. We, we lost a few line-out balls, but now back with good old Lurt and uh, Irbin in the in the center, the, the locks there, I'm, I'm keen to see how our line-outs look and how clinical we can be. Yeah, I think obviously Bangor Master as well as another line-out jumper. There's, there's, there's options there, which is which is very cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's for, I mean, for me, and the weird thing for me with last week is that, I mean, Marvin always a quality operator when it comes to, comes to the line-outs, but, but I felt that Bongi just didn't quite seem to be on, on song, which is very, very weird. For Bongi Manabi, yeah, he's who, supposed to be the guy. Well, that was the thing. I mean, that was. I mean, you go back four years ago, and Malcolm Marks was was starting most games, and then was throwing terribly, and then they started saying, "Right, well, let's start Bongi and see if that still starts working." And and all of a sudden, that was sort of sort of a set piece of it. So it was interesting to see that our most reliable lineup thrower was off the off the mark. But he is somebody who works very hard, and I'm not too worried about him this weekend. Uh, Rian, let's talk a little bit about that that loose trio. Two former Lions boys in there. So, you know, Parker mm-hmm. Smith playing against the side where he just always seems to play well. He even said himself, he said he loves playing against the All Blacks. Franco Moss yeah. in number seven. And then Jasper Visa, the wrecking ball. Um, it's an exciting loose trip, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very different loose trip, I suppose, what we what we used to. Yeah, no, I've I've heard a few people say that uh, why isn't why is Franco Master there? Uh, people forget to put respect on his name. I don't know why we wouldn't pick him. He's one of the most uh, best tacklers in our team, and he, he makes twenty tackles a game with a smile on his face. Obviously, Quacha, um, speed. I think he's there uh, almost as a matchup for Ardi Sevilla. He might not be as strong, but he's faster. He also uh, fights in the tackle. Um, he's excellent at ripping balls so if you go in high carrying on him he, he often rips the ball out of the hand so i'm very happy with those two guys there and then visa i mean he's the biggest ball carrier in europe basically maybe only gregory aldrich carries more than him so i'm very excited to see uh, a, a south african scrum nice and stable and then uh visa picking it up off the back and just going he he i've been watching him play for the leicester tigers he's 
he's actually picked up a little bit of speed in the last few months. He's actually gotten faster. And uh, he's uh, he's been offloading as well, which is very nice to see. So um, I'm keen to see if they bring, like the team here in South Africa did at Loftus, if they all bring something a little different, because we all think that this is the, you know, the dense, the heavy box side that's there to kill you with physicality. But I'm hoping to see a little bit of uh, finesse as well. Maybe uh, uh, a little offload from Visa or, or um, Quaha getting the ball a bit wider out. Just to see if we can put some doubt in the minds of the New Zealanders. Yeah, I think that was for me was something quite quite interesting about last week is that we did see a lot of offloading from our forwards. I mean, I think it built up to to one of the Irons tries, but Marvin already loose ball on the on the floor. He got there early, and, and his immediate thought was to try and offload it. A bit of a yeah, stillness sort yeah. of thing coming through. Where I think two years ago, your immediate sort of thought as a block player would have been right. I need to dive on this ball. I need to secure this ball. We'll reset. What do we do? But you know, we we don't really play in broken play. So yeah. that's a bit of a shift of an attitude. Um, there, so yeah, that's the pack, and it's a, it is a frighteningly good pack. I'm very excited to see exactly what it can do. Um, halfback pairing. So, Fafta Clerk starts. Uh, Chris, we'll, we'll, we're gonna throw it to you because there was there was there's a Fafta Clerk disrespect, uh, uh, in the in the well, not Fafta Clerk disrespect, but rather some some Kubrick Reynoch, uh, fangle, yeah, I'll say there. But the halfback pairing, oh, yeah. Fafta Clerk, and this uh, man and his Kubrick yeah. Reynoch love. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, what's taking on the uh, back pairing? No, yeah, just personal opinion, guys. Just personal opinion. <laughs> I feel Reinach has got more to offer as a scrum off than Faf, but Faf obviously suits the game plan with the coaches one perfectly. And I'm not disrespecting Faf. Done his job. He's done well. I think if I was in the, the head coach, probably I would have been picking right. But that's just me. But no, but Faf's great. Yeah, obviously Faf's obviously played a lot of his rugby with old, old obviously Pollard. So. Williams is a, a different ball games. I, I, I'm quite interested to see how this combination goes. I'm very, very keen to see Williams go at 10. I love Williams. I've, I've actually been think, still thinking he will be good at 12 with like a yeah. LeBorg type of play inside him because those guys feed off each other, that type of style. You can see it. It's it's, it's organic. It's it's an instinct. And, um, That's next year's I, problem. Yeah, I'll be interested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 2027 combination. So, um, yeah. But I... It's going to be high pressure. It's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Willem said parts in the early part of his career did struggle. You know, we saw him struggle under pressure and, and you know, so stormers and so on. So I think it's quite hectic that we chucked him at 10 for this game. You know, um, a fullback 12, you know, where he's done really well. In, yeah, but this is going to be be interesting. Um, good to see it. I don't know how it's going to go. That's why I'm not, I'm not overly confident about the box this weekend just because it is New Zealand away. And yeah, that is an interesting combination. And going back to the forwards, I know we didn't touch on it, but it'll be interesting to see where it's a best space is because he hasn't mm-hmm. played for a long time. His father passed away this week. So I'm worried, wonder where his head is at. Um, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Um, but I think they, I, I, I love Willem, sir. He's, he's the future. I, if they're thinking of him 10 long term, then this is fine to put him in there. That's why, why not give him a go? He's, he's played enough, he's good enough. And I hope he, has, hope he yeah. goes well. Yeah, Just well, the I kicking. Think- I, I think yeah, well, I think, and we'll, and we'll chat about that now. Is I, I think the biggest thing for for me and and the Williams attend at the end of last year and and then this weekend, I I think it's it's you know we all know now. I mean, Hunter Pollard comes back in in August and he starts and he'll start every game of the World Cup bar maybe one, um, maybe that Romanian game. But I mean, you can't really afford to take too many games for granted. So I mean, Wes, how much do you think that this weekend? Obviously, this is the game that we that we want to win every single year. If there's one game you want to win, you want to beat the All Blacks, especially in New Zealand for us, which we actually haven't lost 
since 2017, uh, I think it was, uh, which, is, which yeah. is quite cool. Um, but do you think that this game is is a case of, right, well, Damien Williams, uh, at this rate, we saw how important Billy Leroux is. It will likely be on the bench come the World Cup in that 6-2 split covering in the France Stain role, covering 10, 12, 15, even a better wing. So do you think this is the case of, right, well, we've got to, we've got to put him at 10 because if Pollard goes down 10 minutes into the World Cup final, Williams is going to be running at 10 you know, t- type of situation. So how much do you think that comes into it? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% there with you, Steve. Like, I think, as, as you said, as much as we want to win this game, uh, because it's New Zealand, it's in New Zealand, if I offered you winning this game or winning the World Cup game in a quarter or semi or, or final against New Zealand, I think we're going to pick the World Cup game. Um, so we need to give ourselves a, the best chance at winning that game down the road. And if that means starting Damien to, to blood him a bit, to get him used to that all black intensity at 10 in case, you know, give him the intensity of it all. Um, let him feel that now. I mean, even if we lose, like, again, I hope we don't lose. It's a tough ask for us to win that side, but even if we lose and he gains that experience so that he can come in, should something happen, um, unfortunately, you know, to, to Pollard or whatever in the world cup, I think that's a, that's a, a trade I'm, I'm willing, I'm happy to, to make. And that so obviously there's a lot of people talking. <laughs> Recency bias has definitely come into in the last week uh, with regards to certain people um, saying that they shouldn't play, should be starting. My Leibach not involved, but, uh, well, uh, is, is, is not starting. Or a lot of people would have liked to have seen. I, I mean, this this Bob coaching staff don't... Where does to... that come from? I thought everyone thought he was useless. He can't be a Springbok. Now it's like, why is he not <laughs> no, no, starting? No, no, that, was, that was a month ago, Rion. How, how, how you get with the times, you know? <laughs> Same thing as Mark Oppenstein, who even a week ago, everybody said shouldn't be starting, shouldn't be in the box squad. Now it's, well, how is he starting ahead of Marcus starting there. Now yeah. he's like... But um, with how much, I mean, do you think that Leibach's got a chance of making that final Springbok 23 when you go to the World Cup? Or do you think that we've pretty much got a nailed on 23? I, I think it's pretty close to the current 23 that we've got for Saturday. Once, obviously, a couple like your Pollard's, Khaleesi's, uh, a couple of players will come in. But but do you think Leibach's got a chance to get to that 23? Or do you, and, or do you think he's going to go to the World Cup and kind of be that Alton Yankees role where he might play one or two of the pool games, but come playoffs, if everyone's fit, won't, won't feature? It's it, it's so tough to say. Let, let's let's go along the lines of everyone's fit, right? So there's there's no yeah. injuries that he has to come in. So if we're going down that route. I think he he has to go with, um, and he has to hopefully get a taste in some games. He might not feature majorly, you know. Again, if everyone's fit, but for me, it's it's long term. You 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 can't keep thinking, you know, about short term and this World Cup. We've got to start thinking about the next sort of journey. And if he can start to get that BMT, that big match temperament. You know, I've played in some, some, okay, I haven't played in the World Cup sort of level uh, competitions, but played in big enough competitions where you saw the guys who came in their first time just be wide-eyed. There's yeah. a lot going on. And I can imagine yeah. it is a thousandfold, you know, for the World Cup, even for professionals. You know, it, it is a rugby World Cup and is the highest you can do. So if we just give that little bit of exposure and he can get there and he can start to feel a bit more comfortable, you know, then later down the line, we're going to reap the rewards of that. So for this World Cup, I mean, it'd be exciting to see him on the field. But again, we want to give ourselves the best chance to win now and later. And maybe it's a bit of a combination of playing him some and then, you know, maybe not so much. I think what would be interesting is, yeah. is and, and touch where it doesn't happen, if, for example, a Pollard were to go down during the World Cup, which unfortunately could be a reality, not somebody who hasn't had his injury yeah. issues in the last four years. What would be interesting is if he were to be ruled out and say an Alter Jankis comes into the squad, how much trust would they have? And obviously it'll depend on what he does in the next few 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 games. Do they have any in the World Cup? Because we have sometimes seen this Bob 
coaching staff go right well we know what we've got to go back to try and test it so it'll be interesting you know if an Alton Yankees were to come into the squad in a World Cup get situation where they suddenly go shit well that guy's played in the World Cup he's playing British and Irish Lions we we know what he can do yes he's not the forward player yes in theory Lee Box ahead of him but current situation who do they go with I think that for me would be it would be a very interesting scenario um which hopefully we won't have to find out about um but but, but Steve, Steve can I yeah, yeah. sorry when you can yeah, uh, uh, yeah just a little buck I mean like I mentioned earlier in the show the last two and a half halves of rugby this guy has played the Springboks have been very good mm. let's be honest they've been on the yeah. front foot he, he's let them play with abandon he's letting the guys I'm not saying that he's the right option, but what concerns me is if we go, go do go back into our shoal in a quarterfinal or semi, and it is Pollard, we're going to have another one-kick game against Wales. And I, we, this much feels like there's more room for error. I know his kick is not as strong as Pollard, but I I just feel that Lubbock's Le- Le- the right cog for the players that we have. But I know we're going to go back to basically the team that won the World Cup last year. So we have to we have to bear that in mind. It's just I think what the whole thing is, is this, this is just throwing a spanner in the works because if you think about it they probably had um Willem says the backup to Pollard all along we had Yankees then the third choice but now we've lost Yankees falling off the cliff on form and we've mm. lost France then probably Stain was also the cover so now we've got Lubbock yeah. probably the form fly up in the country yeah. and Willems has kind of fallen down the ranks of, of 10 so it's put the guys in a bit of a dilemma but I I've got I've got the feeling at the moment what I've seen from the squad like I and the, and what I've seen from the coach and stuff, I don't. I actually have no. Don't mind whoever is on the park at any point in time. I trust the players and I trust the the, the coach and stuff. I trust whatever we. It always looks like we now have a plan and we know what we're doing. The players know what they're doing. So if it's if it's followed, Willemson, Lubbock, I just yeah, I'm gonna back the boys to to do what they're they're they've been asked to do. I just wonder, you know, against Australia, it looked like there was a little bit of a nothing to lose attitude there as well, right? They were trying things. I wonder yeah. if they were given that license. I didn't look like they were told to. It didn't look like let's scrum more lineup. Boom! It looked like they were told have a go, guys, and enjoy yourselves, and they certainly did. Yeah, I don't think they'll get quite the same freedom this 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 weekend. No, And we shouldn't give them the same sort of freedom this weekend because you know you turn over a ball in a in a in a in a, in a, in a dangerous position, and this All Black side, especially the one that's been named, which yeah, is a very yeah. good side, uh, will punish them. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people that people are very. Uh, getting a bit edgy with andre esterhazen comes and has an absolute blinder on in the centers and all of a sudden people are now questioning hmm. damien daylendi which for me is like it blows my mind when you think of how good this guy's been for for how many years um for yeah. me i don't understand why we can't go what cheapest andre esterhazen was unbelievable that means our second choice inside center is unbelievable but our first choice dukes and i'm back in the combination there surely there's no pressure on ALND at the moment no, there's none. What has he done wrong? He's done nothing wrong. Exactly. Man, he's still great. Just because Andre Esterhazen is playing well. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, Andre Esterhazen is good. We're happy. It's good to see we have a man who can distribute, who can run over people, who can kick. Uh, Dukes can do all of that as well. So, And he's just as good at it, if not better. So, no, I, I don't think there should be pressure on him. Obviously, if he plays badly, then we can start having the conversation. But... Um, I'm happy. I'm happy with the Islanders staying there. He's he's played well for the last four years. He's one of the most yeah. consistent box. Um, he's always yeah. picked. He's great over the ball as well. We I, I haven't seen under Essays and do a lot of steals, 
uh, with the Islander, you can have him run in the tram lines if you're going wide to wide quickly, and he can clear a ruck for you. He's basically still his flank. Yeah. He's like having an extra flank at the back line. Yeah, yeah. So just keep him. I'm I'm happy with him. Andre Esterhazen is a good backup to have, but yeah. sometimes you just can't fit everyone into the team. That's when you get things like Muanga, Barrett, Deep. Mac, how do we get them all into the team at the same time? Sometimes you just got to be like, sorry, man, uh, we have someone already. Yeah. Just hope he goes down. And that's yeah. that's just what you got to live with. <laughs> and, 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 and Dear Lender has been one of the players that I've, I've, I mean, in the beginning, he was very raw, but I've mm. the last six, he's only been on like this upward trajectory. He's just getting like a fine wire. Yeah. I think I would, I was questioning whether he should be, but he's actually improved year on year on year. He, he's at, he's yeah. at his peak, he's at his prime. He's, he needs to be. He needs to be the anchor in there, especially. And when he's angry, last year when we played it. our second test against Australia, he was angry, and he was like the catalyst for us to hammer them in Australia. So, no, he's got to be there and try and get him angry as well, and and you'll be doing well. We'll be golden. Yeah. Now speaking of somebody who I think is under pressure, and funny enough, we spoke about it a week ago was um, get on the pimps, and you got to feel sorry for the guys for one of the most prolific try scoring records. Not only in like Springbok history, but like in test history. Like his, his try to game ratio is is mental. But a week ago we talked about the, the yeah. fact that he was catching this 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 un, unnecessary slander because obviously the form that currently Lawrence is in. And we said that, you know, at the end of the day, it's my Pimpu's jersey, you know, until he starts playing badly in it, it's his jersey. And then Kurt Lawrence decides to go and score a hat trick. Um where's I mean whether it's <laughs> fair or not. I think Mapimpi must sort of feel that that he knows he has to perform because there is a very capable replacement who is actually currently got a better try scoring record than, than than him and is itching to try and take that jersey away from him. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's there's definitely a bit of heat coming from behind him, um, which which is rare to hear with with a with a name like Mapimpi there and the speed he brings. But uh, absolutely, I think I think this is a great problem to have. What we're discussing mm -hmm. as well, you know, as Rian was saying, you can't fit all the oaks in the team at once. I mean, I'd much rather be stuck with this, you know, spoiled for choice, where you've got guys chomping at the bit, sort of putting pressure on the guys who's in the team to, to perform. Um, what you'll find is maybe some of that pressure can, can manifest a bit negatively, Oaks sort of get into their heads and, and they fall out. But, uh, yeah. you know, we, we hope that that doesn't happen, obviously, but, uh, but it sort of weeds out the strongest players. And I think a name like Mpimpi, who's been to the big dance, who's probably had this pressure before, there have been guys who've maybe come for that spot before he as a as a as an athlete as a as a um what's the word i'm looking for as like a competitive person will will see that as a as a challenge and hopefully rise to it and we'll just even get warmer pimpy which we can hope for yeah i, I, I do think that is kind of, <laughs> yeah is, yeah and he is someone that's had to overcome obstacle over obstacle i mean i i watched him for the first yeah. time down when he when he, when he scored that hatchery against the sharks and he's playing for the ep kings before then he was actually playing for um uh, the border bulldogs which is you know really yeah. sort of shows we you lost know, steve he's... it was a mayan connection well, i think everybody else is here you're still hearing us chris is it me it's me okay yeah. it's, okay it's, it's you, me you. sorry it's you. yeah i've lost <laughs> yeah it's not the problem as usual yeah i sorry it was so weird Wesley left and you left something and i've seen myself move so <laughs> take, take the hint chris take the hint <laughs> Uh, well, Chris, I'll go, I'll go to you now. So let's let's talk about the the game, and and we, and we can bring the sort of the bomb squad into it. New Zealand have named a couple of big players in, back into their side. Brady Metallic has returned. Richie Moanga has come into the number ten. No D Mac, uh, big call. Yeah. Um, yeah. An interesting bench to Marty Williams, one hundred and forty kg plus prop coming on to make his to make his debut. Um, Samasota Kawao yeah. named on the bench. Yeah. 
yeah. How? I mean, do you, I mean, it it does look like it's a team that has been very specifically picked to play against the Springboks. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah. how do you think they they how how much do you think they can nullify the bot game plan? And how can we are we going to cope with with what they've named? Um. Yeah, I think physically, yeah, I don't, yeah. So Takioka, when he came in that Ellis Park game last year, was a big difference for them, and I think he will do the same. I'm surprised he's not starting, to be honest. I think he might come on sooner than later if 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 the if they are struggling. But you're right, they picked a, it's a it's, they're strong at home. I think they get a, I think they're gonna come and play their game. To be honest, I don't think I I, I think the game's gonna be tight. If you're gonna ask me how it's gonna go, we've picked a game that a team that's gonna play tight. I, Maybe we, we probably might surprise them with a pass or whatever when they're not expecting it. But I think generally this is going to be another all-black Springbok humdinger, not more than 40, 45 points. And I think that's how it's going to go. I think I think this is probably their strongest team for 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 the way they want to play against us. And it's not weak. I would never say it's a weak New Zealand team. I think we I think also that like these smaller grounds that we go to, we don't often actually do well as well. So. Mm. I, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be. A, a, I think it's going to be close. Um, I don't don't think it's going to be as easy for us as maybe some people are thinking with the recency bias. Um, but it's just I, I can't I can't wait for it. And then Rian, the no DMAC, um, which is which is an interesting call given last week. Um, Jordy Barrett at twelve. Um, you know, there's no. I mean, Mark Taylor coming two new wings and Mark Taylor coming into the lineup. Will Jordan not at four, at fifteen at fourteen. I mean, that New Zealand backline yeah. is still pretty scary. Yeah, um, I think it was a fair trade for us dropping Kirtley, that they would drop DMAC. You know, you can't, um, <laughs> we can't drop Kirtley and then they keep him. So that's a good trade. I'd take it. But it makes, it's weird. I mean, they've got Caleb Clark on the bench. Why would you have a, like, strict winger on yeah, the bench? Yeah, Arsenal and winger. And, and, and especially, it's not like it's, I mean, Caleb Clark is a good player, but he's not... He's very direct. He's very physical. He kind of is what he is. It's not yeah. like he's, 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 he's a very unless they're going to spring a surprise player. on us, and maybe we'll they'll spring a surprise, and all of a sudden Clark comes on at, at twelve or thirteen. You know, um, sure. he's had this in his pocket the whole time. But I, I don't understand why you would have Clark as a replacement. But that backline, as always, is is quite scary. Um, Bowden Barrett just loves beating the Springboks. I wish yeah. that man would just go away already. Um, but my my thing that i'm always scared of is their pack i i saw last week jason ryan was is their new forwards ghost the guy who was under scott robertson yeah. and you can just see this forward pack they there's something about a new zealand forward pack that plays well their, their body position is lower their shoulders are together when they when they go into rucks uh latches are just a little bit well better latched more accurate they're cleaning at the rucks more accurate so that that's my biggest fear is these guys They've got a coach who can get their forward pack to work hard. And um, so we're going to have to be very, very accurate to, to stop that. And then if if the ball goes out wide, we just got to hope. Um, Am had a bit of a, a slow game last week. They got outside him a couple of times. I hope he's he's on the ball because he's the guy that, that our defense hinges on. If he's on, on song, the All Blacks struggle to get the ball out. So for me, that's that's the two ones. Get Nullify their pack and I'm... And, um, it's it's all on you, man. I hope you're I hope yeah. you're in a good space on Saturday. Um, well, a lot of people thought that Jesse Creel was yeah. going to be playing, um, and a lot of people seemed to be relieved that he wasn't. Uh, not that I don't I actually wouldn't mind Jesse Creel on 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 Saturday. Simply as you talk, you talk yeah. about the defensive yeah. point of view, I think I mean, Jesse Creel I think is a brilliant defender. 
Um, but before we go to 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 the Benny segment and let Chris tell us how he's going to win us all the money this weekend, <laughs> Argentina versus Australia. I mean, the two teams that have to bounce back. Where's Ozzo at home? Um, it's a couple of big changes. Uh, it's a very strange bench. It's a very different bench to what we saw last week. Um, Richie Arnold, Will Skelton completing what could be the biggest lock pairing ever. Um, and a very new look, loose trio as well with Fraser McGrath and Jed Holloway. Uh, what do you make of Eddie's changes? And do you think it's going to be enough to try and inspire a, well, I mean, you can't get much worse, but a better performance? Yeah, no, as you said, some, some interesting changes, but he's, he's got to try something, right? Mm. And again, as we said, it was Eddie's first first try and then a tough opposition against the box. And now he's got, you know, Argentina, who can also, can also be tough if they decide to show up, <clears throat> which they have been over the last couple of games. I think... You know, it's a big, big call I'm about to make. But I think if, if Australia want to have a good World Cup, they have to win this game because they're at home. Mm-hmm. It's against what would traditionally be a, a weaker side. I, I'm saying traditionally, I'm not saying Argentina's are. We, we know they've gotten better. But from a, from a mentality, confidence point of view, if the, Oz, yeah, if the Wallabies struggle to, to get a confident win performance at home against this side, I think it's going to be a tough, 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 tough ask for them in the World Cup. Yeah, and then... Uh, it- Chris, Argentina, what what do they need to do to do better? Um, you know, it's Argentina. Are, 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 they're such a strange side because I said they they can yeah. have moments of absolute brilliance and then moment of absolute. I mean, yeah. they they can go from tier one top nation to to tier two, tier three nation <laughs> yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Well, they they got to bring that fire, you know, that Pablo Matera fire when they would get themselves up against, you know, when they were beaten the All Blacks, giving those All Blacks those runs in those games. They have beaten Australia. They hammered Australia last time, didn't they, in, in Argentina. That was a yeah. shocking game for us to, mm. to watch as well. But I'm also on, on Wazer's side. Um, I'm going to stick my neck out here as well. We are going to see an Australian comeback. There has to be. There will be. They'll be prepared. They'll be ready. And if they are, I think the team ch- selections are right. I w- was one when I looked at Australia last week and saw Reese Hodge in the middle. I laughed. I was like, are you joking? And Vinny Valo <laughs> is, a, is a right, is is too raw. I think yeah. he's got the right selections this week. And I think he's, I think Oz are going to be prepared. Uh, Argentina are going to be fighting, but at home, uh, they're not playing. They're playing in that, that's, that NRL stadium as well. Cause sometimes those pitches can be slow, which will suit Argentina. You've got Piper on the whistle. So I think the game's going to open up. Like Argentina, they have to to bring... For Argentina to win, they have to bring you into a dogfight. And I don't see that happen. I think Australia are going to give it some air, good weather, fast pitch, paper. So I think RGs are going to probably bat. I'm going to stick my neck here. RGs are going to battle a bit. It might be close for 60, 70 minutes, but I I think uh, Australia will will be okay winners. Look, at the end of the day, there's no Marcus Kramer, there's no party. I mean that when that, that guy, yeah, yeah. one of those players. Yeah, whenever Argentina have those blinders against New Zealand, it's like him or Pablo Matera and and one of them they just have an absolute silly game where they've been calling like forty five yeah. tackles. Um, yeah, but in, uh, in those games when they did well against New Zealand, sorry, quickly, Steve, they, it was raining now because I was remember these games clearly. Yeah, um, it was raining, so it, it was it suited Argy to get into the, to the. To the boxing match and I, I just don't see those conditions happening on, on Australia and they've just got Australia at a bad spot because Australia will respond uh, so I, Eddie, I, I think it yeah I just I just with that I think Eddie Jones will have them ready and I think it's going to be a tough game for the Argies. Yeah well speaking of the Argies uh, it's as, as you said you know, they, you know they need they should be doing a game before stuff um, for the rugby championship as, Eddie, as Michael Checker right now do you think he's sitting there going 
you know, we've got to win this weekend, you know, we've got to try and give the box a real go? Or do you think he's sitting there saying, I know that we have got a pool that suits us come the World Cup where we can get ourselves quite far quite easily, you know, compared to a New Zealand, France, Ireland, South Africa, for example. Um, so do you think that he is going to be worried right now with where his team is at? Or do you think he's treating this as a genuine... This could, be, I mean, the rugby championship could even be the pre-season rugby uh, World Cup game, uh, warm-up games could then be the sort of the fine-tuning and goes into the World Cup. How much do you think he cares about the results right now compared to having a real go come the World Cup? I think he doesn't not give a single shit about the current games. He's uh, still resting guys who play in France. All his best, uh, most of his best players are still not playing, um, and he and he. I mean, uh, Eddie's already playing Skelton and he's flogging Arnold as well. But the the, the RG guys who played in finals, they haven't stepped into the team yet. So it's obvious that Chaka is thinking about the World Cup. I'm sure he would love to do well. I'm, I think they will do well this weekend. They won't win um, Australia. In Australia, they, they really struggle to beat them there. Um, but... I don't think they are seeing the they they seeing this championship as a proper we build cohesion we start getting combinations together um and if we lose we lose we just need to start building combinations and then just try and survive until Kremer's back because he's got a few more weeks left on his ban um, before he's back but mm-hmm. with him out they'll at least be able to see some other guys behind Kremer um that can do some combinations but they've got Matera they've got Gonzalez playing at 8 this week so they're obviously going for some speed and then uh, just try and keep Lavanini from getting a red card as well. They can't have two guys banned. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask too much. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I mean there, 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 must, there must be a certain amount of Eddie Jones going, listen, Lavanini, like, I know you're going to get a red this year. So if you're going to get one, you yeah. actually kind of need to do it like now so that you're back for the World yeah. Cup. You can't afford to go to <laughs> the World Cup. This is your last week. Yeah, like, come yeah. on, go. He's going to see that first hit button, the first one, and be like, okay, cool. Well done, well done. Now we'll see you in France. Yeah. You, know, you can go straight there and yeah. start out. Um, yeah, you're making yeah. a good point. And then they need to find props. They have no props. Yeah. They have one one front line of props. One of them's like 37. And then behind that, there's nothing. So yeah, well, that's, um, I think, what they Cordella came coming in this weekend. I mean, I just see how he goes. I'm, I'm a big um, uh, Bello fan. I, I think that I, I really enjoy watching. But look, I think I thought Lucio Tordoni played well in a losing cause last week. One of the few people who kind of looked at and and Thomas Gallo. Gallo is always good. I love yeah, him. he's just—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a very—I mean, I'm, I'm very surprised he's—he you know, hasn't moved from Benetton to to a top side. I think he could be um, really, really good. But there are obviously a couple, as, as you mentioned, quite a few players that that they still do have missing, um, and and very keen to see what they'll look like when when all those sort of players do get back. Especially um, their centre pairing—they—they—they—they they, they, they thrive with a good centre pairing, and those guys are still resting. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's still, for example, I mean, there's no, there's no Cordero, um, there's no uh, Juan Imo, for example, this, this weekend. Um, yeah, they are missing um, quite a quite, no, no Cavares, who's a really fun player to watch. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of players missing. Um, and but the nice thing about Argentina, as I say, I think that you know they've got a draw that really suits them, and and a lot of them are, as as I think Chris said earlier, they Argentina is everyone's second team. We all know what they can do when they when they get going. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris. Based on all of this that we've been yep. talking about, based on last weekend, based on <laughs> not a lot of information, to be brutally honest, given given how uh, last weekend's games went, this is what you've got for us for this weekend. It is the first time <laughs> we've actually got a betting segment since I think we said the 25th of May was the last time yep. uh, we did yep. this. Now, before, before you get into this, everybody, we um, 
These odds are on Boil Sports. Uh, they have just launched in South Africa, and it's actually Chris's main uh, market that he uses over there in the UK. So they are new to uh, the, the Sapper Shores. Um, so we'd really like you to go and give them their support. Uh, if you go and check out in the description, I'm going to put in the chat as well. Um, go and get uh, sign up for uh, for an account. And uh, Chris, we've got a decent season record. I don't know if you can even remember that last uh, that last recap of who was playing. I think the URC was still going on back then. Um, and then what have you got yeah. for us this weekend? Yeah, so on the tip, like you said, I haven't put in the individual games. I've just given a recap on the bets that we did make. And it was a good weekend. As you can see, we are up for four and a half units. So it was actually a really nice weekend for us, mainly because we had this multi, uh, nine, eight to one multi that came in. Only half a unit on there. Um, but yeah, that was a big winner. Our biggest win to date, for sure. Um, and I was just looking back, we've done this 11 weeks. We've had, even though it's been a small win, some small winning weeks, we're on a like 10 out of 11 winning week run on this, doing this with you guys. So yeah, as you can, as you can see, obviously the season record, we're up to a nice 14 and 75 units. Return on invest, very healthy, 67%. Uh, yeah, we, that, I'm really hope, stoked with that. that. I'll be honest, transparency that's my best uh, record with it or, or other records that i've got going and tracking so you're uh, doing well yeah luck here, uh, people stick with us stick yeah with us. And, <laughs> and the thing and the thing is i was saying like you know the bets that i come up on thursday are not always the bets i play i personally make of the weekend and i feel i'm limited but maybe because i've invested so much time for you guys and everyone out there i've come up with the obviously it's come out all right you know but yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go. We could just double the two games. It's 1.5 units. It's obviously not. I'm not overly confident, and I'll tell you. And I'll tell you why it is actually the South African game I'm worried about. Um, if it, if I was a bit more confident on the books, I would make this a three or four unit play. But I just, I'm just gonna say we didn't. I didn't say it, but we have seen this all before. I think we've hammered Australia or someone many times before. Gone to New Zealand and got our asses absolutely stuffed. Mm. So we've been here before. So I'm not jumping in. Uh, I'm not jumping in and saying we're winning. Um, so, but but the thing is just that everyone, everyone who understands betting, the line handicap, which we spoke about, actually opened at about 11 or 12, which is very interesting. The bookies had the New Zealand very big favorites. So this is a lower odds. It's down to seven now. So money certainly came for it. And that was certainly the wrong handicap. If you bet, you know, if you, plus 10 is still solid, um, but the value has gone. And that's why we've put it in a double. Um so yeah, put South Africa plus 10 on the handicap. So yeah, if we win by Australia win by 10, we still win because we got that half point in the bag. Um, and then yeah, as you, as you guys heard, I like Australia, quite confident in Australia. So we'll just put that in a double. Um, the handicap's also seven. Um, I think Australia win probably by between eight and twelve. Um, but let's just stay safe on the on Australia win because if, if RG's bring them into a dog fight, it could be a three-point game at the end of it. So yeah, let's get back onto it. Just a nice little one and a half in the play. If it comes in, steady as she likes. We're moving into international season, which is one of my favorites. My success is I love internationals. So we've got months of international rugby to bet on, which I'm excited for. So let's just keep building this bank balance with you guys. And yeah, I hope you tail good luck. And yeah, so that's, yeah, that's where we are. Cool. Thank you very much, Chris. Looking forward to getting our winning streak going on Boyle Sports now again. So as I said, please do go and check that link out. Um, and go and show them the sport. Uh, and also right now, um, before we sort of start wrapping up, a big thank you to Bitdefender, who's one of our channel partners. Um, they are making it easier than ever for you uh, to first of all, keep yourself out against all the various uh, cyber uh, security issues that are going around the internet, which is quite a few these days. So if you want to try to protect yourself from all these various things, go get yourself a Bitdefender subscription. More importantly, they've got a very cool VPN, which can let you watch 
the match this weekend um, using a Stansport free trial. A video on uh, the channel on how to do that and a link in the description. So yeah, please go and check out Bitdependent. Go and support Boil Sports because um, it's through their support that we can bring you guys uh, all the various coverage. Uh, and always go and check out Chris on Twitter at uh, the Crow Tips. Um, he's uh, got. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not too much rugby this weekend, but uh, I'm sure some, there'll be a some couple, couple, couple of extra ones that will that will come up. Uh, are you are you looking at the under twenties tomorrow and uh, putting putting a bit of money down there? No, to be honest, I haven't had the time with my move anything to be best looking. The follow, I haven't followed in the twenties. I saw the as the pig styles or the pig, the mud bath. <laughs> I haven't got into it. South African team hasn't been strong, so I have had any focus. Um, I'll be honest, I was using Polish bookmakers for a while, and they weren't offering it, so I haven't been involved. And so no, I'll maybe follow now these games this weekend, but no, no, no idea of who's going to do what. Oh, fair enough. Well, we do have the, the Summer Nation series that they've now officially branded coming up in August. And there is, I mean, yeah, I mean, to, to think that, you know, we're all gearing up for a hectic World Cup. I mean, that Summer Nation series is almost as hectic. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, coming up in August. Yeah. So, well, we'll have plenty to talk about there and then. Yeah. Right. So, in terms of, before we go to our final prediction stuff, like that, in terms of what's going to happen this weekend, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, on Saturday, obviously, we're going to go live nice and early. We're going to have a pre-game show. And um, that'll go live at 8 o'clock, S-A-S-T. Uh, Wes will be with Reza and their cups of coffee taking you guys uh, through that game. I, I cannot confirm or deny where there will be a bit of brandy in the coffee. That is up to them. Um, I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would, I would uh, guess that there might be, especially in the case of Reza, who's not here to defend himself. Uh, those two will also be with you for the halftime show, as well as for fan camps afterwards. I'll be with you guys for the watch along. We'll also be live for Australia versus Argentina. Um, which should be quite a fun game. And then a very weird day because the rugby sort of finished at half plus one and, uh, or, you know, so our coverage will pretty much finish at two and then I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with myself for the pre-Saturday afternoon. Um, so <laughs> we have to find, uh, find a way to keep ourselves busy. Right, chaps, uh, cock on the block stuff now. I want predictions <laughs> and, and, I want, and I want people to go bold. Not as bold as I went last week where I said on Super Bowl that Argentina would win and... Um, well, you're already behind. Yeah, no. So it's that's why I don't do stupid brew. Like it's I I, I can't do it. It's as soon as I put something down, it just it's you might as well just put it in the opposite. To be honest, but uh, we'll start sort of. Let's go left to right. Where's I wanna I want I want a prediction for each game. I wanna I wanna and I want a score line. Doesn't have to be you know, by seven or or you can give exact scores if you're feeling confident. Right, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Not gonna go too exact, but I'm gonna say we'll start with the box, uh, box and all blacks. I'm gonna say the box win it by four. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for a box win in Ooh. New Zealand, uh, but I think it's gonna be a tightly contested match. Um, and then for 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 Australia, Argentina, I'm gonna say the Aussies win by at least twelve. At least twelve. At least twelve. Okay. Okay. Right, Chris. Mm-hmm. Are you are you back in the chart? I'm the, not. Not people are gonna be fans, but um, I'm going New Zealand by two, and Australia by ten. This is what happens when they emigrate. <laughs> eh? The loyalty just goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you... I don't know. I hope we win, but I, yeah, I just uh, yeah. Let's let's see. Let's see. I think yeah. we're gonna run into a big New Zealand war. So let's see how we go. Look, I don't think a loss will be the end of the world. To be honest, uh, any any loss we learn a few lessons is good for us. But um... I, I just I, I I think just to add as well, like you said, I don't I think this book team like previously there was things we almost felt like inevitably we would lose in New Zealand. What I feel now though, this book doesn't fear this New Zealand team, and that's awesome. 
I think mm. we do mm. generally believe we are maybe on that level or better. I think you can see it in the players, and I hope so. But you just you just know when it gets tight, man. These things are going to be decided on something. Dodgies might decide this game, and so I'm going to just say New Zealand by two. But yeah, I hope ca- we ca- careful your comments, eh? Because Johnny Sexton's been on the hearing all day <laughs> on his comments to the referees, so we have to have to subject you to a similar process. Well, it, it's rain. It's rain out on the ref, and you remember the Aussie New Zealand game. Yeah, Who knows well. if he's gonna pull something out again like that. So let's see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can dear. I ch- can I change my answer? No, can I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you put it. You had the time. You had your you had the opportunity. Now we are with all that information that you've now been fed. Where you, what are you going with now? Okay, I'll say Aussie and Argentina first. Um, Australia win there. I think they'll uh, they'll probably pull away at the end of the match. So probably. 10 points to the Aussies there. And then South Africa versus New Zealand. Let's say a draw. 18 all draw. I like yes. it. I like it. We did draw the last yeah. time. Yes. I love it. I, last time. I, love I think we won't be able to split these two teams. <laughs> they they will just, they'll forget there's a World Cup at the end of the year and they'll play each other off the park and we'll all be kissing our sisters at the end. 18 uh, you know, literally every single time I see a draw, I can I, I can't even remember exactly who it was, but it was a super rugby game, and I think it was a I think it was an I think it was a New Zealander who said on live TV, yeah, a draw a draw is like kissing your sister. It's not great, but you'll take it. You're sitting there going, there's no way you've just said that to the world. No, you won't. Take like, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, so we are going with a draw. Okay, so I'm going to go box by. I'm gonna go box by seven. Thank you. I think. Oh, big calls. Yeah, yeah look at you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ballsy. Um, and oh, imagine. I'd love it. I'm gonna go Osbach. I was gonna go Osbach four. I think Argentina could stay in the fight. Uh, I think Montoya okay. might have taken last week very personally. Um, and him and Pablo Mateo, they decided to to, to pitch up then. Um, then they can get going. Also, I'm still not convinced about the whole Will Scarlett and Richie Arnold hype because I've yet to see Will Scarlett and play well in a, in, a, in a Wallaby shirt. So until they can get that pack firing to what that pack can do, I also think that that Oz bench is rubbish. Not rubbish, but it's, it's very new. It's a weird very, bench. It's a very I weird bench. Seen, so you know, I do think that yeah, if, yeah. if Argentina can keep themselves in the game, um, what do, don't I like to see a young Nicolas Sanchez masterclass off the bench, roll back the years, um mm-hmm. and, and and get the argentinians uh, nice and close right people thank you very much for for joining us uh rion and chris enjoy saturday Wes, we will see you on saturday morning oh, nice wait, and, and saturday. um to everybody else in the comments thank you very much for, for jumping in we actually had quite a few we have a lot more views than usual so it's going to see that we're all picking up for international season we will be back yeah. once again next week if you are just shooting in now this will be available obviously on the channel as well as, as a podcast and all your favorite uh, streaming platforms um so go and check us out uh thank you very much please do smash like on the video subscribe to the channel as well we are like less than 100 people away from 31,000 subscribers so go and uh get that, that done nice. and yeah. uh we will see everybody this weekend the captain's press conference will come out tomorrow which will in theory be even Etzebed. so at this stage we have had a confirmed well not confirmed but he hasn't announced that he is leaving so we'll have final confirmation of that um and tomorrow we'll be able to get a bit of an insight as to to where he is um, and as, as we've been saying during the week, thoughts do go out to him and his family, as well as the family of Costa, uh, who also tragically lost his life yeah. this week. So it's yeah. not been a happy week in the South African uh, rugby um, community, but hopefully if there's anything that, that brings a, a country together, it is a Bok win. Bok Fridays are also back, by the way, tomorrow. Everybody, in case you didn't see the announcement, uh, so get your Bok shirts out for tomorrow. You know, I've got my jersey. You know, I've got mine. Yeah, yeah. the thing is, you know, yeah. so, so I love you wear that, that tomorrow, what are you wearing on Saturday? Day. You know, you've got to get another jersey now. 
I've got four Springbok jerseys, so don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I've got like I've got five. Springbok I only box, put about two I've got a Springbok days. mag as well, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Fair Obviously. enough. Right, cool. Thanks, everybody. Please do keep warm if you're in South Africa. If you're in the UK, put on your sunscreen. And uh, if you're in Botswana, like we as well, enjoy the, enjoy stuff like that. Um, people, thank you very much, and we'll see you guys all next time.